I'm Cynthia Koffel, and this is Better Regulate Than Never. This is a show where young people can find so much information about emotional health and ways that they can unlock their greatest potential. So I'm so glad that you joined me today because you are going to start this amazing journey that you won't even believe. Hey, you. Thank you for joining me for episode number 23 of Better Regulate Than Never. Today, I have a special treat. It is another interview, but this time it is with a former student of mine. And I love keeping up with what my students are doing after they leave high school. It's so fun to see them find themselves and go on journeys. And um, I love it when I can share that and they can tell me about um, how things are going and how they've used things from high school that have really helped in their adult life. So Caitlin Ray is who I'm having the interview with today. And she contacted me and said she had some ideas. And so I said, sure, come on and we'll talk about it. So I hope you enjoy this interview today. I'm so glad you're joining us today. I have a former student um, as a guest today, and I actually this summer I think I saw I went to um, her place of work, and I didn't even know she worked there. And she actually waited on me, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I have this podcast coming out. You need to listen to it." And uh, she did, and she has contacted me with some of the exciting things that she's doing in her life. And I thought, oh my gosh, you guys totally need to hear what she's doing, and also kind of her perspective on being a young adult and how she's navigated um, her life from high school now into her early adult time. She is in her second year of college, uh, working on an amazing, exciting. Um, career that I have often thought would be really cool. So I'm going to let her tell you about herself and what she's doing. But um, so Caitlin Ray, I am so excited that you're on my podcast today. Hi, um, how are you? I am so good. And you are looking really good. Now, the the audience doesn't get to see you, but I am enjoying um, just looking at your face in this uh, conversation. I haven't seen you um, for a really long time. So it's good to see you again. It's it's really great to see you again. Um, But yeah, right now I'm just in college. Um, I'm actually, I have, I'm in an art major right now. And then in graduate school, I'll be studying art therapy. Mm. Um, And art therapy is basically Um, it's the best thing that my mom, like my mom told me about it Mm. in high school. And I'm fortunate to have even heard about it because it's so perfect for everything that I, that I like, because, um, I really enjoy helping people and especially the mental health field. And I also enjoy art. And so Mm. the two being combined together just sounded like a really great idea for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've actually taken a couple classes And, um, I've learned that art therapy is pretty much exactly like talk therapy. It's just with the use of art materials. Mm -hmm. Um, so a lot of people think that it's just doodling and stuff like that, but it's actually used to improve well-being and positive emotions and enhancing relationships. 
and then providing opportunities for engagement and illuminating purpose in life. Mm. So it's so exciting to me for me that I can even help people in the future. And it's something very exciting, but it's also really hard right now in college because it's kind of hard to see that in the future because it's something that I can't even grasp right now, mm-hmm. but, uh, cause I'm still, you know, trying to navigate my life cause I have work and I have school and yeah, it's just been kind of an interesting transition to go from high school and how you saw me then mm-hmm. <laughs> to where I am now. It's kind of crazy to think about that cause it's only been a couple of years, right. but it's also right. been a couple of years, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Well, you but, can totally change your life in a couple of years. <laughs> I, yeah, that's true. I can. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and I never saw you. At, I mean, you probably are imagining how I might have seen you, but that was coming from your perspective. You know, when you think about yeah. what we talk about in the podcast of, um, you know, our our thoughts, we don't really know what other people are thinking about us. We just interpret or tell a story to ourselves about how someone's exactly. And I've always seen you as this person, but you probably, you weren't seeing yourself as that person. Absolutely not. In high school, I had absolutely no idea what was going on. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm totally okay with thinking about how everyone, nobody actually knows what's going on, Mm -hmm. which is kind of crazy to think about. I've been thinking about that a lot recently Mm -hmm. about how, Everyone in your life, you might think that they have everything under control. Mm-hmm. You maybe your friends and everything, you might think that they have all of that under control, but they don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone is kind of having their own thing that they're struggling with. And it's kind of, it's great to know that you're not alone when mm-hmm. you are feeling overwhelmed because mm-hmm. I'm definitely feeling that way right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you, when you were in high school, did you realize, I mean, did you think about that at all that, you know, I'm not the only one going through this or did you feel at that time, like you were alone? I definitely felt like I was alone. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time I wasn't really doing anything at all towards the middle of it. Um, freshman year, I had some stuff going on. Like I, I thought I was, I thought I loved basketball, but it turns out that I didn't like basketball very mm-hmm. much. So I quit and it was really hard for me to do something like that. Mm-hmm. But I ended up um, throughout my time in high school, like I had, there was a point where I failed two classes and it was hard for me to admit that for a really long time. It mm-hmm. was during my junior year. But now that I look back on it, I'm pretty grateful that I went through that Mm -hmm. because during that time, I really thought that I was never going to get out of that. So basically that's, that's kind of the hardest thing that I had to struggle with. And I definitely felt like I was alone. Thankfully I got out of that pretty quickly, Mm -hmm. Um, but I know there's several people out there that are kind of in that same boat for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. And it just, it just, it takes a lot to get out of that sort of mindset. Do you, do you have a trick of what you did at that time to get out of it? At that time, I, I just kind of focused on how I was never going to let myself get to that point again. Mm-hmm. Um, because in my mind, everyone kind of has an idea of what they think their lowest is. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was, that was my time. And so kind of thinking about that, I was like, okay, if I just focus on 
um, those positive things that are going on in my life, I can pull myself out of that mm-hmm. because in my head, everything was negative, everything. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it's not actually like that. And I just kind of had the power to go and and try to find myself. I don't, I still don't really know exactly how I went about doing that, but fortunately I, I was able to do that and find myself my senior year. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm just really grateful looking back on stuff like that. Sure. Well, you do learn things in diversity and things that are hard to do and things that are hard to admit and shameful, but yeah. you do learn from that, even when it's super painful to go through it. When you think about the episodes, because you had mentioned to me earlier that you've listened to them all, can you, um, like, if you would have been able to hear those episodes when you were in high school, do you see yourself as, oh my gosh, I'm going to do all these things and take it to heart? Or would you have been like, oh, that's nice for those people, but I don't want to do it? Or where do you think you would have been at that time? I, I definitely think that it would have helped me just because I don't, there wasn't really anywhere that I was kind of looking for stuff like that. I kind of was just going day by day. But if, if I had, if I had this information that I didn't have to focus on those negative thoughts all the time, it is harder than it sounds, but it definitely, it definitely works to focus on those things. Mm -hmm. It's, it doesn't sound like it would work for me. It, it didn't, but then when I actually thought about it, it's like, you really don't have to focus on those things that are going, going on in your life that don't make you feel good. Mm -hmm. You don't, because there's so many things in your life that actually do. And Mm -hmm. if I would have thought about that back then, it would have pulled me out of that sort of, I I would call it a depression for Mm -hmm. that sort of time in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think it would have helped a lot. Do you notice now that you know this, that you can choose your thoughts that when you're in conversations with other people and they're like, oh my gosh, this terrible thing happened. My life is ruined. Do you ever like, maybe don't say it out loud to them, but inside, yeah. you're thinking, oh my gosh, you're choosing this. <laughs> yes, I definitely do. You know, just, just around people in my life, you know, stuff will happen. And then you hear those negative things all the time. But if you could tell them that they don't have to focus on that, it, it doesn't sound right at the time, but if you really think deeply about it, you can focus on those, those good things going on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I definitely hear people in all of, and all, all every day I hear people that I'm like, Oh my gosh, I could definitely, like, I can sense that you're not, you're not thinking this way, you know, mm-hmm. but exactly. Yeah. When I think it'll be so helpful to you as an art therapist Because this isn't a, you know, the stuff that we're talking about choosing your thoughts isn't really a therapy technique. It's just kind of like real life. If people knew this stuff, they could just, everybody could just do it. But, um, but I think that you will be able to maybe pinpoint that with a client where then you Mm -hmm. can focus your art therapy because you kind of mentioned that art therapy is focusing on strengths and, you know, like what's good about the person and what's going right about the person, um, yeah. you know, and you could focus on that and have their art focus on those strengths. And some people, um, you know, that this information, I kind of just heard on a podcast. That's why yeah. I decided that I wanted to do the same thing for younger people, but 
you know, I listened to it and then I just, you know, worked on it with myself. And I had to wrestle with these things. When I first heard, you know, that I was causing my own suffering by my thoughts, I was like, hmm, I don't know about this. This is kind of crazy. But then when I really, um, like you said, started thinking about it and like letting it soak in for a few days, months, years, I was like, oh my gosh, I can totally change my life. I get to do whatever I want to do in my life. And I've, I've totally done that. And I, I just think about how much I suffered as a young person with um, bad thoughts and hating myself and thinking there was something wrong with me. And I never had to think any of those things. I just, um, I believed my brain and our brain doesn't always offer us things that help us go forward. So I think that's so cool. Well, and I think I might've mixed up something that you were telling me uh, before that I want you to, to talk to us about too, is um, what is positive psychology? And I think that's the kind where we're focusing on strengths, but I'll let you know more about that, because I think that's also something that you are going to incorporate in your art therapy. Yes, I I've been interested in it for for a while now, because basically, positive psychology is the science of well being, and focusing on what is functionally good in our lives. And it I know that it's really hard to do that a lot of the time. But if you really sit back at the end of your day, and you think about all of those experiences that you've had in your life, a lot of those are actually positive. The majority of them probably are. A lot of them maybe are negative or not, or I mean neutral, but like very little of them are actually negative emotions and negative events that make you feel negative. So I think that it's important to use positive psychology to just think about all of those good things that are happening in your day. So when you go to sleep, you can remember all of those things, those good things that happened. And then you can have a good night's sleep, you know, mm-hmm. because ultimately it's it's easier to let things go when you can kind of focus on those better things that happen throughout the day. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of the gratitude journal that I've, um, I don't, I haven't been doing it recently, but I've done it before and it really does work where you, you know, ev- usually every night, like you're saying before you go to bed, kind of thinking about your day and what was good about it and what kinds of things uh, were positive in the day. And then just being grateful for those things and being glad that, um, and some days it's hard to find anything, you know, like earth shattering, amazing. But um, yeah, I tell students to think about stuff like um, somebody opened a door for you and held it open when you went through, or somebody said, good morning to you. I mean, those things can, can really bring a positive, feeling to you, even though that's simple and not really, you know, that big of a deal and the whole scheme of things, it can be a big deal. Oh yeah. You can definitely choose um, what you want to focus on at the end of your day. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes it's hard, but, and it takes a lot of work to think of all of those things just because those, those negative events are interfering with that throughout the day, probably for most people. But yeah, I I actually during um during the lockdown and everything, I actually started doing a gratitude journal. Mm-hmm. Um and it really helped me and especially now that we're kind of transitioning out of that mm-hmm. sort of time in our lives, it's important to look back at those times and think about how I was able to find good things that I was grateful for during a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. It's important to know to learn those skills basically. 
And so I'm, I'm really grateful that I actually did that. Mm -hmm. Well, you can actually change your brain chemistry with a gratitude journal. And I know it, it seems crazy to think that our brain would actually change, but it can when you're focused on the right things. Um, so I'm glad to, to hear that. And I, truthfully, all these people who are going through this, I mean, the whole world right now, that is at least of teenager age, if you can say that you stayed positive through a global pandemic, you can do anything. <laughs> you can do anything. Yes. Basically, yeah. Uh-huh, you're unstoppable. And so I'm so excited about that because I can say I am totally unstoppable. I can do uh, I can choose and do whatever I want to in this in this life. And we only have one life. So why are we not choosing to make it good? Like why would we choose exactly. to make it negative? Yeah, that's just fascinating to me. When you get Oh, sorry. No, when you get towards the end of your life. I think it's important because once you get there, it's like you're going to look at the rest of your life and you're not going to want to focus on those negative things that happened. You're probably going to forget half of those things that happen. And so focusing on those things that make you happy is really important to do throughout the whole thing so that once you get get there, you lived a fulfilled life. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. And I love to hear someone that I, you know, worked with and knew and is, you know, going forward with that, with that light, because I think that is, um, you know, that's always my goal in life is that my life has affected other people in a positive way where then they can take that same information and, and put it out until their their part of the world. Because if everyone was taking their part of the world and making it better and brighter, it would affect the entire earth. And that is an exciting thing to think That's about. Beautiful. <laughs> um, you told me you have this amazing activity that you would like the listeners to try. And I definitely want you to tell us about it. Sure. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of still on the lines of uh, positive psychology. Basically um, it's, it's an art activity so just get any sort of paper that you can find, any art materials that you have around. A pencil and paper is totally fine for this. Just take a few minutes to just draw out what is fulfilling in your life, what maybe what goals you want to be at at a certain time. Just anything that is positive and kind of there to ground you in your life. Just draw it out. You don't have to be artistically inclined at all to do anything like this. It's just about those emotions and it has to make sense to you. And so just draw what's fulfilling in your life. And then you can take that physical piece of paper, whatever you decided to do and put it on right above your desk when you're doing homework or something like that. Or you can take a picture of it and put it on your phone and it can just kind of remind you when you're feeling uh, sucky. <laughs> that mm -hmm. you have this goal that you can look at back anytime that you're, you're feeling that way, you can look at this and it can kind of help you get through that. Do you have one of these that you look at and remind you of where you're going? I have a ton of stuff above my um, desk. A lot of it is paintings um, that I've done throughout, you know, my time in college so far, but yeah, right above my desk, I've painted, this landscape in Colorado. Mm -hmm. And it kind of just, for me, it just makes me feel good <laughs> looking at that. Mm -hmm. And to know that 
someday I'll be able to go to Colorado maybe all the time. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of have to get there. And so I, when I'm doing my homework at night, I'll look up and wow, I can, that's exactly what I want to do. You know? Yeah. yeah. Maybe your art therapy business will be in Colorado and you'll get to look at that maybe. every day. Yeah. That would be great. <laughs> I don't have to just kind of, you know, make it myself basically and yeah. here. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. I, um, yeah. it's just so exciting to think about like actually creating your life. Like when I was younger, yeah. I, I just thought that life happened to me. Like I'm just walking around and you know, whatever is in front of me, I guess that's what happens or that's what, what I'm going to do. Yeah. But I get to create that. And, um, that still fascinates me. So I'm glad that you're kind of already figuring out that you get to create what that's going to look like. And, um, and so like when you're talking about this activity for the listeners to do, it kind of reminds me a little bit about when we talked about thought downloads and like what writing down how you feel, except um, you're doing it in a picture way or in an artistic way. And maybe you even write words, but then you maybe uh, make the words artistic or write, draw art or doodle around what the words are, especially like if you write down, I am angry, you know, what does that look like? And drawing um, pictures or even just some kind of artistic representation of what does anger look like? Um, But then also uh, when you're, when you're thinking about making it like a vision board, like what are my goals for the future, then you could put all the positive things that you're working towards. And, you know, because no matter what dream we have, um, there are times on the way to the dream where we get discouraged or it gets overwhelming or we feel like, oh, forget it. I can't do that. And I've talked about that so much that those are the thoughts that our brain is offering us just forget about it. This is too hard. Why did you even think about doing this in the first place? But you can just say to your brain, okay, I hear you, but I'm, I'm looking at this vision board and I see where I'm really going. And so I'm going to keep going forward, even though you're telling me I shouldn't, because our brain wants to keep us safe and uh, stay under the covers because it's safe (laughs) and we can't go forward if we're under the covers. So I'm so glad that you have figured this out because these skills that you're learning right now will totally help you as you go forward. And earlier when we were talking uh, before we started this, this episode, you mentioned something that you wish you would have done in high school that you didn't do. So tell us about that. So like I mentioned, there was a part in high school where it w- I was very low it was in my uh, junior year. And I kind of wish that looking back at it, I kind of wish that I would have gotten a job sooner. Um, it sounds really scary to do that in high school. But I in my opinion, it's really, I think that would have kind of grounded me and gave me um, less time to kind of mess around with my homework and stuff like that. Because back then, I the only thing I was doing was school. And so when I got home, I had hours and hours and hours to do school. But in my brain, I thought I had a ton of time. And that made me do absolutely none of it because I was like, I have so much time to mess around and not do it. But 
it doesn't have to be a job necessarily, but if you have anything that you're doing besides like school or something like that, just an activity, sports or anything like that. So where you only have a certain amount of time to get that stuff done, Mm -hmm. it's way easier to kind of comprehend how you're going to do it instead of having all of this time to think about doing it. Mm -hmm. So I definitely would have gotten a job earlier, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but you know, I learned a lot from that as well, but definitely I would have done that. Yeah. And we were talking about how uh, so much of this is counterintuitive to what we think we should be doing. So earlier when you were saying Mm -hmm. we can choose our thoughts, like when you first hear that, or you first were to tell someone that it's almost always like, no, I'm not choosing that. (laughs) But then you realize after thinking about it that you are. And I think this, you know, you, you're saying you were in a low time, you were overwhelmed, you weren't getting your schoolwork done but you wish you would have got a job. Well, at that time, your brain would have been like, get a job. You don't even have time to get your stuff done, you know, or whatever. But really it's so true that when we have less time to do things, we actually, uh, well, we can be more productive in our time that we have off because we're planning, oh, well, I only have three hours, so I've got to get these things done in three hours. And I think that's so true about, um, well, I throw my husband under the bus many times on these podcasts, but he's retired and I think he gets quite a bit of stuff done. He's really enjoying his retirement, but I could see where, when you have all the time in the world, because you don't work anymore, you could just do nothing. And the, you know, fine. Cause there's nothing, you know, there's nothing telling you that you have to get these things done. So um, I like that idea about sometimes when you're overwhelmed, if you really don't have anything going on, but school, maybe think about how can you add something, an activity, um, a job, a sport, something that's going to, you know, kind of give you a different purpose or maybe a different um, way of looking at things. I think that's a great idea. So I hope people do that. That's, that's wonderful. One thing I was thinking about too, when you were talking about um, when you were overwhelmed and, and when you failed those two classes, when you look back now and thinking about some of the things we've talked about on the podcast, what kind of tools do you think you could have used or should have used in order to not fail those classes? I think we, on the podcast, you've kind of discussed just kind of planning out your day Mm -hmm. or like when you're going to have your bedtime and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, that would have been really schedules. Very important. I had no schedule back then. I would stay up until like 2am probably Mm -hmm. doing like a paper or something like that. And right now that would just not be acceptable for me to -hmm. do that. Of course, every now and then sometimes stuff like that has to happen if you really have stuff to get done. But if you tell yourself you're going to go to bed at a certain time, if I would have told myself that, then I would have, I would have gotten it done. Mm -hmm. It was just really hard to motivate myself and set those kind of boundaries with myself, Sure, you know, because it's really hard to do that back then for sure. Did your parents ever talk to you about you need to go to bed or you need to get this stuff done? And then what was your reaction to that if they did do that when you were in high school? Oh, yeah. My mom 
my mom was on top of me about all of these, you know, late assignments and stuff that I was having. But then I was just like, I'm going to get it done. I'm going to get it done. And then I never actually, you know, planned out how I was going to get it done. I just told her and I told myself, I'm going to get it done. But then that was just a thought, you know, that wasn't an action, you know, and I never really told myself, Hey, if I don't give myself time to do this, I'm not going to get it done. And it was kind of like over optimism at the time, but now I know it was just ignorance Mm -hmm. because that's just, that's just not how it works because in her mind, I was just being lazy, Mm -hmm. but in my mind, I really thought I could do it. Um, but yeah, it was, it, it was really hard to get out of that sort of mind space where I was just, she was kind of prying on me all the time and it felt like everybody was just looking at me mm-hmm. and I was just, I couldn't do anything. Right. It um, almost makes you paralyzed. Then, I think. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That during that time I was definitely paralyzed. I didn't know how I was going to do anything, but I, I developed some skills of, you know, kind of planning out my time. Even back then I had, it was like lowering my workload too, like the classes that I was taking and stuff Mm -hmm. that helped because it kind of took me a second to realize that I didn't have to take all of these hard classes just because all of my friends were, Mm -hmm. because even though that pushed me, it it pushed me too much. And you kind of have to understand your limits Mm -hmm. for sure before you go into doing stuff, because then you'll just get stuck. And so if I would have understood what my kind of limits were back then, that probably wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. It's so hard in high school because we all, well, I do this even at 52. So it's not just high school, but I'm better at it now. But we do a lot of looking around and comparing ourselves to other people. And, you know, in high school, especially, I think I have so many students that do that, like, well, all my friends are taking honors courses, so I need to do that too. But maybe that isn't where their strengths are. So then they're taking all these honor courses because they want to be like their friends. But at the same time, it's completely overwhelming because they can't really keep up with the workload. And if they just accepted themselves for who they were, and it's okay that I don't take as many honors classes as my friend, then um, that would solve a lot of problems. And sometimes I can help students understand that and then they're okay with making a change. And other students can never understand that. And then they're just so unnecessarily overwhelmed constantly and really don't know how to like get out of it. And so hopefully, I think today, them hearing from you as a young adult and how you wish you would have kind of tried some different things and and how these techniques could have helped you might help them to see the um, the importance of of trying them. And like I said, a lot of this has to do with writing down your thoughts and feelings. But now, you know, use Caitlin's idea where don't just write down words, you can make it artistic and fun and pictures and um, you know, thinking about it as a vision board to to forward your ideas of goals and what you want to do and um, and to keep you excited about that outside goal when you have those every day like, I have to do this stuff and I don't want to, or this is really hard. 
well, that's okay because I'm moving towards a goal um, that I, uh, that I'm really excited about. So I think it's great that you wanted to share your ideas today. And um, I will look forward to keeping up with your, your journey to this goal of being an art therapist, because I think that's a great, I love it that you want to do that. I think you're going to be amazing at it. And I'm looking forward to hearing more from you later about how that's going. Yeah. Thank you so much. Oh, you are so that I can help. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad that I got to see you. And I'm glad that the listeners got to hear from someone from my past uh, counseling times that has, is making it in the young adult world. Well, we're trying. <laughs> I love that so much. Well, thank you for being with us today. And um, we'll, we'll be keeping up with you. Yes. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to Better Regulate Than Never. Music in this episode was provided by archesaudio.com. Make sure you check out the show notes for links and activities that will help you to get the most out of this episode. I cannot wait to talk to you next week. If you enjoy this show, don't forget to review and rate us wherever you get podcasts.